What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm gonna go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, your host and our friend from Remax Results, Miss Mimi Shoneman. Hello, Mimi. Good morning. Happy to have you here. It's a beautiful, sunshiny day here in the Twin Cities. Also on the phone with us, also just a ray of sunshine, Miss Shelley Ferris from Caliber Homelands. Hello, Shelley. Good morning, ladies. So excited to talk to both of you. Shelly, let's start with your NMLS number, please. Get that out of the way. Get, uh, get that business out of the way. Exactly. <laughs> Shelly Ferris, uh, 367-826, and Caliber Home Loans, 15622. And I know this market has you both hopping. you got a lot of stuff going on out there, but that means that people need to plan ahead, right, Mimi? Oh, my goodness. I was thinking about that very thought on the drive here today. I'm like, right. uh, you know, so there's a saying, and I was trying to think of what it was, is like your failure to to plan is not my problem. Right. <laughs> and but you can't I mean, the whole thing is that that's something that we want to be able to look at people and go, we're gonna arm you to be a proper buyer because they don't want to hear that answer. But that's the reality. It's so, like, you know, hey, some of these things take time. So let me ask you this question, both of you, Shelly and Miss Shannon. Mm-hmm. So when's the last time that you just happened to have a little bit of time to kill and you popped over to DSW because you just, you know, were bored and you had about 30 minutes, maybe an hour to kill and you weren't going to buy anything. You just wanted to look. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Tell me how many times you come out of that store without a pay or something. Exactly. And like anytime you go to one of your websites and you're going to look around, hey, and go, hey, I want maybe I just want to see what's on sale. Listen, then you end up wanting to buy something. Listen, it happens right. so mm-hmm. often, right, Shelly? That you Absolutely. see something it, that catches your eye and then you're not ready. <laughs> what, you know, so right. you need... And like anything on a sales rack, somebody else is going to snatch it. Uh, so you uh, need to be prepared. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. What is a sales rack? I'd right. love to hear about it. Um, yeah, what are we talking about again? I don't know. No. Yeah. <laughs> All of those things. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think that that life lesson... Always translate to, because I mean, I tell people from experience, it took me two years of planning, you know, and you and knowing were, what I was going to do. And I was, and I, and I still had to go, what's the homework? What's this? What's that? Do all this stuff. It took me two mm-hmm. years to make sure everything lined you said up. the to word, be, Shannon. Yeah. It's the homework. Right. And sometimes yeah. that's the case is that, you know, even if, you know, because of the way things are right now, and let's remind you that the world is more complex for everything right now because of all of the, I call them COVID overlays. All the time now. I don't only just use that in my uh, when because Shelly taught me that word because we were talking the about overlays. things that overlays. But I call covert overlays are in everything in our life where that just means it was it may have already been a complex thing. And now there is this COVID laid on top of it. So it's going to take more time or there are more hoops you have to go through or another layer of protection that you have to do. Okay, so let's just say that you saw. So let me just remind everybody, if you have looked on a real estate website and we hope that you'll look at ours, viewgreaterminneapolishomes.com. But if you have peaked at a house online, you will buy a house within a year. Mm -hmm. I guarantee Mm -hmm. it. What do you say, Shelley? I agree that you're on the timeline. If you have that calling in the back of your brain, it only gets louder. Right. (laughs) Right. And so if you see a house that you are not prepared to purchase, um, that you've not 
been pre-approved, you haven't had a proper buyer consultation, you are not setting yourself up for success at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's a lot of things, Shelly, that we talk about during the buyer consultation or our seller consultation that maybe you had never thought of before. Uh, something that you have to do. Uh, for instance, when you meet with a seller, what is the requirement of your city to sell your house? Uh, do you have to have a water infiltration ex- inspection? Uh, do you have to have a truth and sale of housing inspection? Is your city one of those? Um, what about your homeowners association? Have you? Do you know? Is there a master association? Is there a secondary association? What about your neighborhood? Is there a fee that transfers to the buyer if you want to sell your house? So there's lots of things that we think about when we're helping folks to prepare to either buy or sell. And so same for you, Shelley. You do lots of coaching and uh, helping folks to kind of um, navigate the world of mortgage because, you know, let's just let's just call it what it is. Even the word mortgage, I think that people don't really fully know what the heck that is. Agreed. You know Agreed. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because if you absolutely my, my kids still ask me, what what is it you do again? Mom? 30 years <laughs> I've been doing this. <laughs> but let's just I mean, right. the, the terminology, if you start talking about something that you don't know and and you're too if, let's just say. All of us are prideful. That's just how we're built. Right. We don't want to look like we don't know what we don't know. Right. And that's okay. But like, I even took a class in college <laughs> on real estate and the guy kept talking about mortgage and I was just about ready to graduate. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> you know, it's just like so complex and there's so many other terms that go along with that. Um, so Shelly, tell some people, you know, tell some folks about things that are in your world that you help them. Right. Well, a a phrase I often use is, uh, don't try to apply logic and rationale to mortgage lending because you'll pull your hair out. So (laughs) people live their lives logically. Oh, I, oh, I got to pay back so-and-so or so-and-so is going to pay me back this money that they owe me. And I'm going to use that for my down payment. Well, I hope it's documented. I hope they gave it to you two months ago because you can't use it until it's been in your account for two months. Or I just went back to work full time. Well, your history doesn't look like that. What kind of documentation can we get to support that? These are things you wouldn't even think would be questioned because, of course, I can afford it. I wouldn't buy a house if I couldn't afford it. But these are things that we, yeah, drill down deep on. And all of us independent contractors out there, like being able to, like, justify every dollar that you made not just say, I've got this money. Like, no, I have to go back in and make sure that the money is like legit. Like, not even legit. That's the wrong word. I have to justify it's mortgage legit, not just like, yeah, well, I got, they're like, well, we don't understand your job. So being like yeah. in a position where you might have to explain what it is that you do you know, over and over and over again. That's well, just life in like mortgage that, land. Like that leg modeling you do. I know, exactly. Right? They're like, you know? you know what? She's been waxing. <laughs> and so she should be prepared for this. It's like, no. I'm no, like, Miss Shannon's got some gams up I had in here. to write a letter <laughs> to explain. <laughs> Yeah. Like you have to write a letter to explain what it is that you do. And you're like, well, I shouldn't have to. There's no such thing as you shouldn't have to when you're trying to get a mortgage. So, Shelly, when, you know, when Miss Shannon needs to get a loan and she's got to put that, you know, 1099 <laughs> for her leg modeling job, you know, <laughs> well, how do you handle that? Better be history, baby. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> have I been a leg model for at least two years? Otherwise, it doesn't count. Yeah. I know that. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> you got to keep whatever independent contractor job you have for a long time for it to matter. <laughs> so. 
Well, Shelly, so we we, t- we typically do a lot of talking here about credit, and we may eventually end up in that mm-hmm. in that world today. And you are the the world renowned credit contest, yes. are you not? Self-proclaimed, world-renowned, yeah. (laughs) Which means that Shelly is an expert at credit. And so remind everybody about the credit uh, simulator that you offer. Yes, yes. Offering that again this month, the month of March. Call in, uh, reference the Red Hot Real Estate Show, and we will give you that uh, free credit simulator uh, uh, through, we'll pull your credits. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you how it works. We pull your credits, run it through the simulator, and it'll tell me what if, we did this to your credit. What would the outcome be to your credit? What if we did this to your credit? And on and on. Uh, paid down credit, added account, get rid of collections. And we can see immediately the uh, outcome. So please raise your hand. We'd love to help you through your credit model to be able to get uh, a best rate, best terms for a house today. Yeah, Which and- we've mentioned before. It's really good to have Shelly run the numbers specifically like that because sometimes things are very counterintuitive well not only that but she may see something on your credit that's false Um, and it's not necessarily for people who have bad credit Mm -hmm. Um, why wouldn't you want to run a simulator if you've got great credit then you can like you know be bragging at the table you know look at me and my 800 score right Um, but you can also text credit simulator or just credit to 651-578-2218 boy shelly um one of the, we wanted to showcase some of the things that you offer that's not just credit related. Um, and you offer something that's called an extended lock. Can you explain how that works? And we got about one minute till we hit the break. Okay. So speed talking. Here we go. No, nope, so, you got to let her breathe. You're good. We'll Don't come worry. back from the break and, hit, and pick yeah. it up. Yeah. So go ahead and get started. Okay, good. So in, in its gist, we... We, uh, we, you, you normally lock a loan for 30 days, maybe 45 days on a regular purchase. But if you're in the market to buy a new home or the house that you bought, the sellers of that home are going to buy new so they need extra months and you're worried about where those rates are going to go, you can lock for 75 days, 120 days, 180 days. That's six months, folks. Wow. If you're worried about those rates continuing to be on the rise and you want to sleep well at night, that might be the product for you. Okay. Well, if you have that extended lock, what if the rate goes down, Shelly? That's a great question. Well, you get the benefit of that too. That's <laughs> okay. it. the longer the extended that you go for, the the uh, you do there is a clause in there for the reduction as well. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't get market rate at that time, but we okay. can dive into that deeper too. Right. All right, when we get back, what do we want to go into next? Well, we're going to continue talking about this extended lock and then we're going to talk a little bit about your lock and shop program. Perfect. All right, you can be part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Call us at 651-641-1071. Be right back with Shelly Ferris and our good friend Mimi Shoneman. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalkZone071.com. I'm Ms. Shadden here with Mimi Shoneman and our friend Shelly Ferris from Caliber Home Loans. Feel free to give us a call if you have any and all Red, uh, red Hot Real Estate Questions or any real estate questions or mortgage questions at all, you can call us at 651-641-1071. And you can just call and talk to us about shoes. Yes. You know, I like shoes. We like them. <laughs> yeah. 
Everybody Everything thawed a little bit, so I brought back out my uh, my wedge heels. Today. There you go. So, okay, well done. Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. I'm feeling tall today. Same. Uh, I, I just bought a new pair of slacks, and I thought, oh yay! I don't have any cream shoes that I like in my closet anymore. Nice. So that's on my list today. You just have some cream <laughs> booties. Some cream booties are nicer. I don't wear pay attention to any of those old school <laughs> things, Mimi. Yeah, I'm all, all those about old it. school things. My I, bonnets are not coming out until Easter, girl. Hey, man, you need to wear your bonnet when you are able to. Like right now, it is bonnet. <laughs> weather for a moment okay hey man mm. dust your bonnet off bonnet season <laughs> right yeah. it may only last for a week and a half yeah we're yeah. in the twin cities there you go there you go i take it while you got it right all right shelly so we're talking real estate and mortgage here today i think mm-hmm. um and so you know you and i were talking offline about uh what the difference is so about a week ago there were people that qualified for a certain price point and then a couple of days happened in the mortgage world where it oh boy. it was like, what? What is happening here? And then we're hearing that folks that once qualified for 300000 because of the half point interest rate that went up, that they no longer qualified for that. And that is a shock to your system if that is you. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're mm-hmm. having trouble finding your champagne at 300000 I can guarantee you that that is going to be sad news to now only be able to qualify for 285. So you've got some examples of uh, scenarios like that, what a price difference would be if the inter- right. interest rates go up. Right. So uh, we, we took an example of if you were lucky enough to purchase a house and you got the purchase agreement accepted and the offer was 300000 and you were putting 5% down payment, we did some numbers. And we figured at an interest rate of 3%, the principal and interest would be at $1,201 per month. At 3.25%, the principal and interest part of the payment would be 1239 And at uh, 3.5%, the principal and interest would be $1,280 per month. So it's roughly $40 a quarter is what you're losing out on uh, uh, qualifying numbers. Uh, when those numbers move. We we should just take a pause, I think, too, and recognize why the interest rates are all of a sudden moving. You know, I've heard all kinds of crazy theories online. I've got to tell you, it's Facebook is a funny, funny place to <laughs> learn about mortgages. <laughs> right. They're so, like, should we blame it on Bitcoin this time? Should we blame it on Bitcoin? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you and your Bitcoin, yeah, 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 man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh The reason why is the fear of inflation. That's what's going on here. So people are afraid. The market is a living, breathing entity, and it's afraid of inflation. There are a few numbers that are knocking themselves up that make people fear this, people that are in the industry. They're using that I word. And that alone will make interest rates uh, rise because of the rise of inflation. However, long term, uh, we're talking about rates being even lower than they were long term. As I look out, not you know, May. <laughs> but as I look out, if you feel like you missed an, a refinance opportunity, don't feel that way. They're, the, the rates are, are going to come back down again, like the end of the year, early part of next year is what we're forecasting now. But um, if you're looking to purchase, the time is now. You, you need to buy now because prices are going up and you're going to be left behind in with not anything to be able to buy in the price range that you're qualified for. Right. So, so you're chasing two numbers. To get back to Mimi's point, 
if you no longer are qualified uh, because the rate interest rate shifted, you need to look at two things, either buying points to buy down the interest rate to where you qualified or how to get rid of that monthly mortgage insurance premium so that your qualifying uh, purchase power is still active. So it doesn't, uh, that payment amount doesn't get affected. So uh, if you don't know about that stuff, there's shows we've had in the past. Uh, but And please call me, uh, split premium MI, lower premium MI, all that stuff helps you remain your purchase power where it was uh, before the rate hike. Okay, Shelly. So you said a whole lot in that, in that little segment there. Mm-hmm. So first of all, <laughs> a point is 1% of the sales price, correct? 1% of the mortgage amount, okay. right. Okay, so people can actually bring that. So if you're buying a $300,000 house, and somebody wants to pay down the interest rate so that they can get a lower rate, what would a point be in a real-life example? So a point moves in the market just like the interest rates do. Some days a point buys a quarter percent interest rate reduction. So we'll put numbers to that. Let's say the rate the day that you're going to lock is at three and a quarter, and you need three in order to be able to qualify for that house that you just got under contract. And it costs a point to buy it down a quarter that day. Then that's what it's going to cost you, 1% of your mortgage amount. It might cost you a half a point. might cost you a quarter point. All of that moves every day. And if that's confusing, I know it is. But call us. We'll, we'll talk you through it. We'll you know, add a little milk to it <laughs> so you can, it'll be palatable to Cookies for you. and cream. <laughs> right. All right. So I want to talk to you as a mortgage person. You've just received a purchase agreement that was accepted. And on yes. the purchase agreement where it talks about the mortgage, it says that in the language there, it says 30 years. And in the area where it talks about the interest rate, you get the word market on that accepted purchase agreement. So market, how do you define market, especially when the market is volatile? So when, you're, when you're writing your purchase agreement, is that, a, is that something that is risky for your buyer to put market? Well, because- as a realtor, yeah, probably is, because then I, I, I guess I can't say to you, uh, you know, the interest rate went up, and if you don't like that interest rate, oh, well, the interest rate went up, and you're still under contract. So um from the real estate side of it absolutely from the mortgage side of it we don't really look at that very closely uh we don't say oh it says market or oh it says three percent or whatever we don't really focus on that too much i've never received conditions from an underwriter to change that verbiage okay so So, i think unless they just focus on when we're locked are we qualified that's it so in wisconsin um which is you know right just across the border 15 20 minutes from here their their purchase agreement, which they call offer to purchase, is very different than Minnesota's. And they have to specifically put what the interest rate is going to be and what the payment is going to be as a protection to the buyer. Now, uh, you may want to think about this, folks out there that are having your real estate professionals put market in there, especially when the market is volatile. So if you only qualify for up to 4% interest, and other than that, you might not be able to afford that particular property, but you've got market, and now market is four. Is that going to affect you in any way? That's a conversation to have with your real estate professional because you would really want to know that up front as opposed to waiting till you get all the way through underwriting and going, oh, no, 
I don't qualify for that house because the interest has changed. Right. Right, Joe? Right. Right. Exactly right. Okay. Well, let's talk about another really cool product that you told me that you have called a lock and shop. What is that all about? Yes. All right. The lock and shop. So, um, you know, Amy, wouldn't this be great if we could have locked in the prices of shoes 20 years ago? Girl, don't hurt my feelings. Not for 20 years. <laughs> or cars. Okay, so right. Or bread. Yeah. <laughs> the pipe dream. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pulling us back down to earth here. And, and how do we know this? Sort of kind of like all that. this research we've done, all us young girls here in the studio, right? I <laughs> just read all about that. Mm-hmm. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so... Um, uh, what a lock and shop is in mortgage world is let's say that you feel fairly confident rates are going to rise in the next 60 days. You mm-hmm. are, you're, it, it makes you uncomfortable. Right. And you're out here and you're searching for a house and you're looking and you're not getting successful in getting a, a purchase agreement. And in the meantime, the market's moving and I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. So you can call Shelly Ferris and I will lock you in to today's interest rate. You could get 45 days to get under contract and then 30 days to close after that. Okay. What does it cost? Nothing. Oh, Oh, wow. We like free. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let me ask you this question. So that's a great idea for people who are anxious about interest rates moving. Um, But what happens in that scenario if they can't find a house during that 45 days? What happens to the lock and shop? Right. So the lock then expires because it's only good for 75 days. Okay. That's it. So if it expires before we can close, it's expired. Mm -hmm. And then you go back, you go to market price then. So we need to make sure that you're under contract and we're able to start running for the finish line 45 days after you do the lock and shop. Okay. But if it expires, you can do it again. Okay. If you're fairly confident those rates are going up, didn't cost you anything the first time around, we can do that again. And so if somebody is not under contract, are you seeing people use lock and shop prior to writing an offer and having it being accepted? Or is it typically after? I have not seen, I have not seen anyone doing it right now yet, but I think that's about to change because of what's changed in the marketplace here in the last week, 10 days. Okay, perfect. All right. So when we come back from this break, we're going to go into jumbo loans and the products that Shelly at Caliber Home Loans has. You can also be part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Give us a call. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results and our good friend Shelly Morgan, Shelly Ferris from Caliber Home Loans. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. Here with our friend Shelly Ferris from Caliber Home Loans and Mimi Shonen from the Red Hot Real Estate Group. Yes, and um, Shelly, you know, I wanted to let everybody know that, gosh, this has taken, for me, 15 years of cumulative, you know, on the street, boots on the ground. And we don't expect everybody to know what we've seen Mm -hmm. at all. Um, you know, and that's why we hope that if you're listening to the show, that you will take advantage of calling us and talking to us about your scenario. And maybe your scenario is something that we've never heard of before, but we do know where to go to get answers. Right. And so, you know, if we haven't seen it, we can ask. 
Uh, but there's a good chance that we've seen a good a good <laughs> amount something of things. pretty close, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And yeah. so, Shelley, I tell people that all the time. You can't surprise me. I think I've seen it all. <laughs> well, you know, I was I was talking with somebody in the medical profession. It's like, you know, the biggest thing I hear when somebody wants to, you know, you to come and look at their house to give an assessment is they're embarrassed by it's not clean, it's not pretty, it's not you know perfect, um, and you know. That's just normal. I just want you guys all out there to listen to this. Your stuff on the couch piled up to the who knows where. That is (laughs) is so normal. And we are not shocked by any of it. And it's just the same thing. It's like, you know, I'm talking to you, Miss Shannon, and you are an expert in broadcasting. Right. And all of that. And, you know, I don't expect you don't expect me to know all about broadcasting. No. And the same thing with nursing. I don't expect to know anything about that. I was never trained in nursing. Right. I faint at the sight of blood. <laughs> um, you know, so, you know, it's just like, you know, all of us, we, we know our wheelhouse and, you know, trust us that we care and that we want to help. And I like to remind people, you know, especially our Martikers, we watch a lot of television, all of the people out here. You know, that is my profession, basically, is professional watcher of TV. And so, but when we're watching these shows, these people don't do things themselves. They have a team. They have experts that they talk to. Like, even if they're on a show where they're the ones that do the houses, there's always a time where they go and they talk to somebody else that's an expert in whatever niche that they are looking at on this property. So you need to be just like all those people and not be ashamed to go out there and go, you know, I don't know. Let me ask somebody that does. Or let me, you know, give yourself permission mm-hmm. to ask for help. Right. Um, if you're, if you need, pro- you know, Okay, so I'm just going to tell you, everybody has attachment to something in their house. And usually you're attached to quite a lot of things in your house. And so if I come to your house, Miss Shannon, I'm like, seriously, the swords of God, though. Um, And you're like, I know I love those swords. Those are mine. There's somebody else is going to like the house because of that. And you're like, no, like three people. So but if you if you you look at it and you you give yourself a chance, you're like, yeah, I'm going to take them down the weekend. And I come back the next week and you're like, you know, I can't do it. I can't take them down. They mean too much to me. Um, We have people that can come and help you. Because when I go and I look at stuff that's given to me, I hold it. I touch it. I remember everything about it. And by the time that it's supposed to go in the box, an hour has passed. Right. You see what I'm saying? So help. Let somebody help you be efficient for all these things. Because what we're trying to do is get you into your next quote unquote forever home. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I really do want to talk about for a quick second is all those people out there that are passing the billboards and such that think that only certain companies can help you sell your house as is. Right. That is not true. We can help you sell your house just like it is with your skeletons, everything about it. We have all the processes and programs in place to help you. And we encourage you to call us and ask us for advice about your as-is house. We can give you three different price points and and tell you this is what it would take to sell as-is or middle ground or if it's perfect. So you can always reach out to us, 651-578-2218. Leave a message, text real estate, Mm -hmm. text mortgage, whatever your needs are. Okay, Shelly. Um, caliber home loans. Yes. And the mortgage contessa (laughs) credit contest. We're going to talk about something that we really haven't talked about a lot on the show and that's jumbo loans. Mm -hmm. So could you define for our listeners what exactly is a jumbo loan? 
Absolutely. All right. A jumbo loan just means that the loan amount that you're looking to borrow exceeds the conforming loan amount. So you're over what a conforming loan amount is, and the limit is 548000 So if your loan amount, so let's define that, loan amount is the purchase price less the down payment equals the loan amount. If your loan amount is going to be above 548000 you're in a jumbo loan category. So Shelley, and I when have you a crawl question. into that category, you uh, limit yourself from certain things. Mm-hmm. Your requirements are more strict. Uh, you can imagine if you're looking to buy a higher amount of money, the lender is going to be a little more nervous about you right. and require more documentation. And Shelley, the question I have is that because we've talked on numerous occasions about how the housing price has increased is that does that mean that some houses that used to be like just under that cap have pushed up into that jumbo loan category that weren't there before excellent question absolutely so let's say that you come across a home that's on the market for five hundred forty five thousand and your realtor advises you look this is not going to go for five hundred forty five thousand i'll be surprised if it doesn't exceed six hundred thousand and you're looking to put 5% 5% down, 10% down, you've now changed the mode. Okay. You can no longer go 5% down at a $600,000 purchase because 10% down is the minimum on a jumbo product. So uh, you have to have a better credit score. You have to have a lower debt-to-income ratio. So you, if you're creeping towards that cap and you haven't yet had a very serious conversation with your loan officer about, What's going to change for me if I go up and over? The time is now. And if they say nothing, maybe call me so we can talk about what really, really will change. (laughs) And let's talk about some of the specifics that you just mentioned. Um, So you said 10% down is the minimum. We understand all that. And what is the minimum credit score that somebody that would use a jumbo could, at the very bottom, credit score for that? 700 for a, a minimum credit score on a regular jumbo loan, if you're self-employed, depending on your down payment that you that you can bring, it'll be 720 or even 740 as a minimum credit score. Okay. So these are loans. We have to remember these are loans that were taken away. They, we we didn't haven't been able to do jumbo loans through the whole pandemic. Really? And they okay. uh, the purchase ones were brought back late. 2020 and the refinances have just been brought back now because of the concern about default. And so the fact that we're getting them back, you know, many cheers, many, many cheers. That really says a lot about the economy and what's going on and how hot it is and how fast it's moving, um, the recovery. Uh, But it also says that um, we're we're not all the way there yet. So we want to have these Overlays, that mm-hmm. word that Shannon loves so much, mm-hmm. these overlays to make sure um, that we're proceeding with caution. Okay, let's talk about uh, co-borrowers for jumbo loans. Um, let's just say uh, that, that uh, mm-hmm. borrower one has a 700, but borrower mm-hmm. two does not have as good as 700. Is that something that is concerning? Is there anything that can be done about that? Great question, Mimi. You know, that's the kind of question that we stumble over when we do consultations. 
So uh, that's why we encourage you to do your homework up front and meet mm-hmm. with somebody up front because you might say to yourself, oh, my husband makes most of the money. I know you need mine to qualify too, but his credit score is the one that is really important because he makes most of the money. Well, no, both of your credit scores are important. That's the fact. Okay. So uh, you both have to be middle credit score over 700. So not the top score, but your middle credit score has to be above the minimum. Okay, so let's just say for an example that we've got a 690 and a 700 for borrower one and borrower two. How long would it take in your opinion? I mean, I know this is like very case specific, but typically how long would it take to move somebody up 10 or 20 points? It is, as long as they have something to work with, like they have some accounts open that I can work with, maybe I can get that up in under 30 days. That's wonderful. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you talked a little bit about reserves that would be required for these types of borrowers. What sorts of reserves right. do you see that's necessary? Um, so um, I would say almost all of our jumbo products are three months of reserves. What's a reserve? A reserve is one month mortgage payment. Okay. So if your mortgage payment is $3,000 per month in your jumbo category, let's say that that doesn't include your taxes and insurance. Well, I'm going to put it in there for my reserve calculation to make sure that you have enough money for that. So then we're going to take that 3,000 plus if your tax and insurance is 500 bucks. So it'd be 3,500 times three, $11,500 in an account somewhere that we're not going to use for the closing, but it's going to be left over. It's going to be in reserve. Mm -hmm. Gives the lender confidence that if everything goes to heck in a hen basket, you at least have three months to fall back on. Okay, so what is the debt-to-income ratio criteria for this type of loan? So not over 43, and depending on your credit score, not over 38. Okay. So the lower your credit score, the less debt they're going to allow you to have because that credit score reflects your life. It reflects how you deal with money and credit, and that's what makes the lender nervous if those credit score is lower. Okay. So we have to be cautious and looking at all of these moving uh, during the whole transaction. It can't just be... I qualify for a conforming loan, so I know I qualify for a jumbo loan. That right. The qualifiers are so different. All these things you're touching on, Mimi, are exactly right. These are the things people should be concerned about. Okay, but when you said 43% and 38%, can you, can you just elaborate a Did little I bit more? Did I talk mortgage language? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I just want to make sure it's very clear that we're talking debt to income. Yeah. So yeah. can you just in one minute explain debt to income for folks? So debt to income is I'm going to calculate for you your gross monthly income, not your take home, but your gross. And I can use in a jumbo, depending if your score is over 700 or over 720 or whatever the criterion is, 43% of that gross monthly income has to include your house payment, including your taxes and insurance, even if you're not escrowing, and all of your monthly debt. And if it's a lower, a 38%, then it has to fit inside that 38%. Gotcha. uh, yeah, we, we do a lot of math. <laughs> so you're rewarded for a higher higher credit score with the debt-to-income. Exactly right. Okay. Yeah. Well, when we come back from the break, Shelley, I think what we can talk about next is how somebody could avoid having to use a jumbo loan. And then we're going to introduce a really cool thing called a bid-over-asking-price tool. Excellent. 
We can also take your calls. You can call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Shelly Ferris from Caliber Home Loans and, of course, Mimi Shoneman from Remax Results talking about jumbo loans. Okay, Shelly. So we covered a lot of really good information, and I think it's fascinating to know that uh, that the mortgage companies took away the jumbo loans during the start of the pandemic and that they're just now starting to come back into the market. And so that offers a lot of options for folks that are buying in higher price brackets. But you and I were talking uh, during the break that a lot of people would really prefer to not have a jumbo loan. And because why is that? Well, uh, the jumbo interest rate is a little bit higher than the conforming interest rate. So how much higher? Uh, It depends on the day. It depends on the movement. More fear in the jumbo market than there is in the conforming market. So an eighth, a quarter percent. But when you're talking about those big numbers, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people try to put, if they're, let's say, for example, they're going to buy a house at 600,000. They end up at 600,000. Instead of putting uh, just uh, 50, you know, or or 5% down, which would be $30,000, they try to do whatever they can to get it all the way down so their mortgage amount is 548. So maybe not. 10% 10% down, but maybe almost 10% down so that they can stay in the conforming guidelines. So you have an example of uh, getting a first mortgage and then a second. Can you talk about that strategy? Right. So that's one of the ways to do it so that you don't have to, you know, drain your 401k or whatever. But so, and you could even do this in twofold. You could drain your 401k and then pay, pay yourself back with a second mortgage after the fact, but this is how it works. You end up with two mortgages when you close if you do it before the fact. So you put the minimum down payment required, 5%, 10%, depending on your credit score, depending on your program, and then whatever else you need to make up the difference to get you into the 548 category, that's what you have in a second mortgage. So in my example that I had before, let's say that you buy the house for 600,000, you've got $30,000 to put down payment. Now you're at 570. Well, that exceeds the conforming loan limit of 548,000 by, I'm doing math in my head, $22,000 second mortgage. And then that you, so now you've closed with a first mortgage at 548, a second mortgage at twenty two thousand, but you've bought the house for six hundred and thirty thousand in down payment. I'd like to talk a little bit about people's fear of tapping their four hundred one k. That seems to be, you know, whenever I've mentioned that to somebody uh, as an option, I usually get some pushback about it because I don't really feel that folks fully understand what that looks like and what the the parameters are around using it. As a mortgage professional, you see this all the time, Shelley. I know you do. So can you Absolutely. kind of elaborate a little bit about what that looks like for a consumer who make who could use that as an option? So uh, the first thing I want people to be cautious about about using a 401k account is that I, I don't necessarily recommend taking it as a draw, like you're going you're gonna to cash that money out of your 401k. I recommend it as a loan because mm-hmm. you're going to pay it back to yourself then through your payroll. Uh, so then there's not the tax ramifications that can in, be in, you might ensue because of the draw. So the draw means I've got $50,000 in my 401k account, uh, I can take up to 25000 of that, 
if I take it as a draw, a lump sum, they're going to disperse it to me, um, and I'm not going to pay it back monthly, then that's going to be added to the income at the end of the year that you have to pay taxes on, right. uh, income taxes on, versus you take it as a loan, and then you can pick your terms with your HR department or whoever holds your 401k uh, to pay that money back out of your payroll monthly, small monthly payments. And so... Most people that would need that money as a short-term loan would need it for probably less than 60 days. Is What is the threshold of when that must be paid back before it gets reclassified? So that's all up to the 401k uh, uh-huh. uh, companies. And I've seen them across, all over the place, Mimi. Great question. That's something you want to definitely ask a question about to your 401k company or you want to make sure that you understand if you're reading it yourself. I've seen where they're not allowed to take loans. Mm -hmm. It's written right in their 401k verbiage. I've seen where they can take the loans for extended periods of time. It just can go on for five years where you're paying yourself back. There's all different terms in between. So uh, read that fine print. And if you don't understand it, raise your hand. I'm happy to explain it to you. And, you know, sometimes that is a, a good option for folks that have a house that they want to be able to purchase a house before they sell their house. Um, can you talk a little bit about the buy first, sell second option for folks that have houses? Oh, yes. Great. Yes. So let's say that you um, are uh, you make enough money to be able to qualify for both of your current house payment and the future house payment on the house that you're looking to buy. You need the equity, you need the money from the sale of your house to buy on, but you're not going to be able to do that in this market. Let's just Mm -hmm. say that your price range that you're looking in is just moving too fast. You just can't do that. Take the money for your minimum down payment from a 401k or a gift from a relative or a source like that that we can track. Use that for the down payment for the house that you're buying, your new house. And then when your old house sells, When you've moved into the new one and you sell, that net money then you pay back your 401k or pay back the gift to your family member or whatever. So you're basically place marking that money. You're moving it from one pocket into another pocket and back again. And so we know that it's very unnerving, um, the concept of having two homes that you own at the same time. Right. But... What we've found for the sellers that have the wherewithal to be able to do something like this is that their stress level on a different hand is far less than having to do it simultaneously Mm -hmm. because the stress of finding the house is the issue in this market. Um, And so for those folks out there who have been fortunate enough to make smart offers and get those accepted, bravo, congratulations to you. Uh, We realize what how difficult it is when there's only about one month of inventory when normal is between five and six. And all of us are doing our part to try and find new new ways to find properties for folks that are looking both to buy and sell because we know that the fear of of not finding something that you like better than your current house Mm -hmm. is wearing on you emotionally. Shelly? Exactly. That's exactly right. You know, and I and I, I you you just kind of have to almost like work through that. Mimi, you're a great advocate for that. You really help uh, pull the curtain back and show them the way because people are fearful. They're very fearful out there, and, and that fear is real. Right. So um, another thing people are afraid of is buying too high. Like, what if I bid too much on the house? Mm-hmm. What do I do now? 
That's a good point. And that brings us to uh, our last topic, which is you have a, a new tool called a bid over asking price tool. Can you talk a little bit about that for us, Shelley? Absolutely, yes. So this is an excellent tool. I'm really excited about this. Uh, uh, you, if people, if you're out there and you're thinking about buying and you're hearing that people have to bid uh, thousands of dollars over the list price, you know, and you thought that you could maybe bid under the list price and get a house, that's just not the case anymore. So then people wonder, are we right back into 2007, 2008 mode with mortgage meltdown and mm-hmm. I'm going to buy too high and then I'm going to be in short sale world and foreclosure and I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. Totally understand the fear. 100% understand the fear. What I have is a, a tool. It's called the bid over asking price tool, and it helps show projected forecast of home assessment values. So when it, you, what I do is I put in the address of the property you're looking to buy. We put in the amount that is listed for, the amount that you're putting in over the list price, 10000 20000 some people 50000 some mm-hmm. people more. And then we plunk in there what the sellers, how much they bought the house for and what year they bought it in. Mm-hmm. And it, the, the tool puts the projection out and it tells you when you're going to break even. Wow. It tells you when you're going to catch up to that mm-hmm. over price. So the example that I had printed out, um, Mimi, and we could even post that one, um, it shows that inside of 15 months, these buyers are going to be um, at a break-even point. Wow. So mm-hmm. is it smart to sit the market out that 15 months? No, because then the price is going to be that much higher. Mm-hmm. So buy today so that you don't have to buy even higher a year from now. It's a smart, smart tool. I think it's an excellent tool, and I'm glad you brought it to our attention. So, Shelly, let's give everybody your contact information, and my contact information is Mimi at mnredhotrealestate.com. You can also text 651-578-2218, any subject that you have about real estate or mortgage. And, Shelly, the best phone number for you is? My phone number is 612-839-6918, and you can reach me at that via text, via phone. I'm looking forward to talking to you soon. And also your email address where people can do a loan application. Oh, yes. So um, you could even, maybe I'll just give the website. How about that? Perfect. That's just www.shellyferris.net. Be sure you go to .net. So the name spelled S H E L L Y and Ferris is with an A F A R R I S. And so, and so people can go to your website and actually uh, do a mortgage application right now as soon as we we get off the show. Absolutely, they can, and make sure that they put in the application uh, "red hot," and that's your keywords or your realtors' words or whatever you want to plunk in that website, so I know where you came from and what we can do to help you. Perfect. You can also use that keyword.